What the fuck is poppin', gamers? Welcome back to the Say It Again podcast. My name is Anthony Kane, and it's a new decade. Man, look at this. Look at this. First, first, first podcast of the year, first podcast of the decade. Boy, it sure feels like it's been a decade since I did a podcast. Am I right, guys? Content. So tight. Hey, guys. I'm starting off with the dumb jokes because uh, this is going to be... Um, oh, boy, this is the big one. This is the serious episode. This is the one that uh, Anthony talks about de- being depressed. Let me step back. That sounds bad. Okay, hold on. Don't do not turn this podcast off. Hold up one second. Let me let me explain. Not so much explaining why I've been depressed. Let me just explain cuz I it's I've gone through Let me step back. Let's talk about 2019. It's a new year, it's a new decade. It's a good time to reflect on the past and see how the last year led us to where we are now and for better or for worse, here we are. I'm going to be real with you guys. 2019 was a rough one. 2019 was probably, no, it was. It was the worst year of my life to date. And uh, I say that with no hyperbole. It was like, it was like everything just didn't work. This was, this was the low point. And I went on Prozac in 2017, just to give you an idea of the level that we're talking about here. And I went on Prozac in 2017 because I was really sad that a girl broke my heart not a good reason but you know that's the main reason that I did it and you know it made me kind of realize that I very much was and still am in parts stuck in life and I'm still still living in my hometown still living with a parent you know that that old meme but 2019 was something different 2019 was an entirely different meme 2019 was more an existential dread so let me let me walk you guys through 2019. So 2019 starts, interestingly. See, 2018, I started making this documentary called A Note by Heart. I'm sure you guys might know something about it. I don't know. But for those who um, don't know, uh, uh, Note by Heart is a documentary that I am, I was shooting at the time, and I am currently editing. It's taken a very long time. So if you're waiting for this doc, you're going to be waiting for at least another few months. Sorry, guys. But... <clears throat> 2018 and the documentary kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. It made me remember why I loved the music department, which is what I'm making the documentary about. It's about my high school music teacher and his class before he retired last year. Well, this year. No, last year. Last year. And it's following him and his class throughout the year. And it kind of made me feel like I was back in high school in like a good way, in good ways. I... (laughs) got introspective. I started thinking a lot about myself in high school and realized I kind of sucked. I mean, it wasn't even a realization. I've never really thought highly of myself, lol. But I realized a lot of interesting things. And I'll I'll tell you guys the short version of the meme. So making the doc, seeing the music department from the outside, and realizing that the documentary and the music department are more about than just one person. It's not just about the teacher, Mr. Weinberger. It's not just about any one kid. It's not just about me making the documentary. It's about everyone. The tagline of the movie, well, I mean, the the quote that I, that I think about is, it's not about me. 
which it's not. It, you know, it's not about me. Nothing, nothing like that is really about me. You know, I made the doc for, I'm not going to say the wrong reasons. I would say that a part of it was driven by ego, at least a little bit, because I've always wanted to be the guy to make the documentary about Weinberger, you know? I always wanted to be the guy to make that. But, you know, by the end, I'd fully come around to it, you know, it's not about me. And through the documentary and through all that, I reconnected with some old friends and I got closure on a lot of cool things. To give you an example, my high school best friend. I'm sure I might have talked about this on the podcast at some point, but even I haven't listened to the podcast since last decade. Whoo, he's on fire. Aren't you glad you're listening? Such epic content. So, my high school friend, my high school best friend, his name's John, and he, uh, he and I had a bit of a falling out back in 2015. And what's funny about 2015 is that I thought that that was the worst year of my life because of three dumb things. It was John, Cafe Girl, and... Um, Something that I'll mention a little bit later. I'll come back to it, I promise. So I'm thinking that's the worst year. Cut to 2018. I have to get in touch with him because I want to interview him for the, uh, not the podcast, the documentary. And uh, we patch things up. Me, him, his wife, we all kind of patch things up. And now we're cool. And we still chat and we hang out whenever they're in town. And it's, it's really beautiful and it's really cool. On the other side of the coin, not even other side. No, it's not like it's a bad thing. It's just a different thing. On the other side, I reconnected with my high school girlfriend, which was interesting because the short version, you know, not going to go too into it because <laughs> it's embarrassing and cringy is in high school. I dated this girl. Dated. I was with this girl for a few months. She broke up with me. I got butthurt about it for two entire years literally ruining my my sophomore and junior year of high school and buddy I was such a cunt I was such a douche I mean it's not like I was evil or anything but I just like I could have handled it better I could have you know just taken the L like a man and dated in high school would have made my uh, ability to handle relationships in my current life a lot easier but I didn't and it's a regret I live with, but, you know, that's all a regret is. just something you live with. You can't do anything about it. You can learn to live with it, and you can make peace with it. But at the end of the day, you can't really do anything about it. <clears throat> so I reconnected with her, which was interesting, because I thought that she fully, I fully, not even kidding, 100% expected her to hate me for any number of things. But she didn't, and she was very kind, and she let me and my friend Josh sleep on her floor while we interviewed her and stayed a weekend with her in San Francisco. And it was great. It was awesome. That was one of the best weekends of my life. And even now, it still is. In fact, just to give you an idea of how important this was to me, there was a moment on the weekend. So she shared a room with her friend. And her friend was out at work or class or whatever. And so, and, and Josh had gone down to the car or he had gone out. He went and did something. So it was just me and her. I was sitting on her friend's bed. She was sitting on hers. She was, you know, doing something else. I think she was um, texting her boyfriend at the time and working on a paper. And she had Spotify playing in the background. And, you know, she thought nothing of it. At the same time, I was working on something on my little laptop. And <laughs> she played this song. It's called Engine by Jeff Magnum, the live version. I'll leave a link to it in the description of this podcast and video. 
and it just played at the right time. And thinking back, I can still put myself in that moment where she, I, I'm, I close my eyes and I'm there. I'm working on this sci-fi thing that I've been kind of playing with. And I look over and she's like kind of texting, kind of leaning back on the bed and texting and her laptop is open and the song starts playing and the acoustic guitar hits and uh, the window is open and there's a breeze. And this was in early October. So the days are nice. No, it was mid-October, so the days are really nice. It's not too cold. There's a nice breeze, and it moves the curtains aside. And I look up, and I realize that I've made peace with all the things that I wanted to, for that have been holding me back for the last however many years. And uh, that that was a perfect moment. That was a perfect moment, and that's a moment that I'll carry with me for the rest of my life. Um, you know, cut to the end of the year and we hang out a lot over the uh, winter break. I was working at PetSmart at the time until they fired me for no reason, which I might've mentioned, but it's still whack. I mean, I know it's been over a year at this point and I should really get over it, but dude, come on. They fired me for no reason. I wasn't that bad of an employee. Come on. Shout out my PetSmart people. (laughs) You know who you are. Um, I love y'all. Anyway, we hung out in winter break. Uh, that that year and uh became very close we're good friends again and i thought that we would uh hang out a lot but you know she you know no shade to her but she stopped talking to me and that's fine you know people move on with their lives and she moved to new york and so it's a bummer and i was salty about it for a while but i don't know after this summer which i'll get to it's like what are you gonna do so that all happened and that was all in 2018 and I had made peace with that. And so I made peace with these really big dumb things that I had in my life. John, it's not that they were dumb. It was just like not worth getting so butthurt about. It was like John, my high school girlfriend, Emily, the cafe girl situation, which I told you about at some point in these fucking four episodes that have taken nine years to get done. <laughs> I made peace with all that dumb stuff, and so it finally forced me to kind of get really introspective, and I don't like to do that, as it turns out, so I got really depressed and really coping mechanism-y content, and so 2019 rolls around, you know, Emily's not talking to me anymore, I can't find a fucking job to save my life, all this shit's happening, and it's just... There was a week in March that was the worst week of my life, (laughs) okay? It was the worst week for multiple reasons. Um, I got fired from PetSmart either in that week or like three days before, something like that. It was was very close to that. It was like three days before that week or on that week. Let's just say it's all on that week because it's a better story. I got fired from PetSmart. My childhood dog died, which I'll be honest, I'm still haven't really made peace with because that's a tough, that's a toughie, that's a tough situation to deal with. And um, uh, one of my best friends was getting married. That in itself isn't a bad thing, but the thing was, I was the best man. And so in that week, I had to get a hotel room for me and the groomsmen and book a plane ticket, which totaled up to like, $500 at the end of the day and I was happy to do it you know no shade to him it's not his fault that I spent all that money it was just 
circumstance and it sucked at the time. And so I'm like, fuck, I just took a huge chunk out of the money that I have. I don't have a job. My childhood dog died. There was another really uh, juicy bit, which I'm not going to get into just because, you know, (laughs) I'm an open person, but let's keep some things to myself. But it was a pretty terrible thing. And so all this shit happens in one week. And I think that was the week that really broke me because all that shit happens. And then at the same time, my ex from 2017 comes back to my life, apologizing for everything, wanting to be friends again. And I'm thinking like at the time I was thinking like, what the fuck? Why? Why? I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to deal with you. I I wiped you from my memory. I don't want to deal with this anymore. (laughs) And all this shit happens. And it's just that was the week that really broke me. And so... You know how we cope with things? We smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> That's what we do. So that was an interesting summer. Summer rolls around, and I don't know what I'm doing. I have very little money. Well, I don't want to say very little. I had I had money, but I had a set in, a set amount of money. I didn't have an income. Let's just let me overexplain things really quick. I had a I had a set income, and man, it was rough. I went through. I I feel like I dissected my entire psyche over the summer because here's what I did. Every single night, I would step outside and I would smoke at least one joint. And that's how I dealt with things because it would get me out of my head. I could watch interesting videos and be way more fascinated by them. And I'm not going to say that weed is like this be-all, end-all, you know, fix everything. But, you know, to be a cliche for a sec, really did kind of open my mind to these new ideas and these interesting uh, th- thought exercises. I guess is the way to say it. I started watching a lot of um, science videos by this channel, Kurskazak, or in a nutshell. And it's my favorite YouTube channel of all time now. I mean, I've seen every single one of their videos, both sober and not. And it's so beautiful. They have a really optimistic point of view, but it's nihilistic, optimistic nihilism. And I subscribe to that. Point is, I would go out, just get fucking blazed out of my mind, and then just that was it and then that would be the thing i'd look forward to every day and you know i got addicted i'm not gonna say you know it's as bad as alcohol i mean i'd much rather be addicted to weed rather than alcohol because at least weed just kind of makes you slow for a while and alcohol will kill you (laughs) you know for all we know you know there's all kinds of debate for that but that's not this isn't the place for that so all that happens and then you know the cafe happens and i i get the job in the cafe and then for the entire last half of 2019 when I'm working in the cafe, I want to fucking die, boys. I want to die. <laughs> this shit is rough. Like, man, I hated the job so much. And it's still not my favorite thing, but it's a job. It um, it was just brutal. And it was a constant reminder that I'd fucked up my entire life. And I know, Anthony, you're so young. You can't be saying that kind of stuff. You're only 24. You you can't be depressed about things like that. You're not allowed. You haven't experienced things. Well, pain is relative, friends. Within reason. I mean, you know, some people deal with or have different depression for different things and different pain for different things. And mine was the fact that I was very much stuck in life. And there I was back in that back in that fucking cafe again and for context you know if this is your first episode the cafe was like my home in 2014 because in high school i'd been this total wallflower and then 
I learned this crazy skill called um, how to talk to people <laughs> in senior year. And so I graduated like the perfect time. I go shooting into college with the ultimate social skills. Like I was, I mean, at the time I was like, man, I, that was the best version of myself. And isn't that just the most fucked thought? Isn't that so fucked? It's like, hey, 19-year-old Anthony was the best version of himself. Oh, boy. It was, this is rough. This is rough to confess, especially on a podcast. But I'll tell you why I'm telling you all this. Because fucking people have told me, where's the next episode? Oh, I don't want to do it. It might be pretty depressing. Oh, dude, you should totally do it. Maybe podcasts are the ultimate way to get your depression out. So technically, you fuckers asked for this. So... No, that's that's a meme. That's not fair. So, where was I? The cafe, yeah. And so, it's like it was kind of like an it was kind of like the ultimate hell in a way, because I'm sitting in this cafe doing all this work, and I look over and I see all these groups of people having fun, and these guys talking to girls, and it just reminded me of all the chances that I missed, and all I could have done so much back in between 2014 and 2016 I could have done so much I could have cemented more friendships with people I lost contact with a lot of of my college friends and I really honest I really regret that I could have dated a lot more I could have dated and I I stick on the dating thing because it really would help me currently as far as like my understanding and maturity as far as relationships go and I'm not saying I'm an idiot I'm just saying that I'm underdeveloped basically I could have done so much and I realized why I didn't do any of that. And it's because I had this plan. I was going to make a show. I was going to make this show and I'm not going to tell you what the name was because, you know, I still think it's a banging name. I'm going to be honest. I had this show and I was, this was the show. This was it. The show was my life because I loved the show. I still do love the show, but it's about these three guys living in an apartment. Whoa, Anthony, no one's ever written a show like that. Trust me. It's, I'm not saying I'm Dan Harmon. I'm just saying if I could connect it to anything, it would be like community because community is very much the same way. It's like, Oh, people in a community college study group, whatever. But you know, watch it and it's deeper. And that's what my show was. And I'm very proud. My phone vibrated. And I'm very proud of the show. And I was so insanely proud. Because it was the first thing I'd written since high school. Because I'd written a feature film in high school. And I wrote a ton of short stories. And all this other bullshit in high school. But I was so happy with the show. And the thing was that I went tunnel vision on the show, right? Total tunnel vision. And I just kind of fucked off everything else. I fucked up my schooling career. I let a lot of friendships go because of it missed my chance with a lot of girls a lot of things I could have done a lot of things if I just didn't have the show and the funniest part was I didn't I wasn't even ready to make the show I wasn't even ready I didn't have the skill I didn't have the talent the scripts are so different now it's like a completely different thing because I rewrote all of season one at one point yes I wrote two entire seasons of a show which totaled about 20 22 episodes I think and man that uh that show really took over my life from the years 2014 to 2019 (laughs) so 
And that was a tough thing to admit. That was a tough thing to admit. And I finally realized it at the end of 2019. I'd gone through all this shit and I finally, it finally dawned on me. Like, man, it's not only that you've been obsessing over the show and getting it made and doing something with it. With it. It's that you've been living in the past. And I was living in the past very much. I just stewed in my regrets, <clears throat> which is the worst thing you can do. I just stewed and I just kept thinking if I could just make this show and just make something of it, <clears throat> this whole thing would be worth it. That's not how it works, guys. <laughs> that is not how it works. You have to deal with your problems, <laughs> believe it or not. And it and it sucks and it's hard, but that's what you have to do. And it took me six years, five or six years to figure that out. I'm not about to cry. I'm just losing my voice. I'm not going to cry on this podcast, at least not this time. You never know. I might interview Karen Gillan and I'll be crying the entire time. I wouldn't get into question. I'll be like, Karen, will you marry me? No, that's the one thing I'm not letting go. But Karen Gillan, I'd love you please please be on my podcast <laughs> i just had this image of her actually seeing this somehow and being like oh i'm definitely gonna be on being on his podcast that's my scottish accent i can't do accents <laughs> yeah she'd definitely be down for me begging i've been having a crush on her since literally for about 10 years straight which is pretty whack 2010 April 2010 was when I first saw that first episode of Do- the first episode of Doctor Who I ever saw, which was the 11th hour. Doctor Who and Matt Smith were very important to me for a while. That's a different story. I was living in the past, <clears throat> and I finally figured it out. And I cemented it by writing two of my best friends, Austin and Jeremy, these letters. And it was explaining a lot of what I just said, but in greater detail and a lot more personal. And I had this idea of like reading one of the letters on the podcast, but that's way too personal. And, um, I'll leave that for them. That's, that's not for everybody. That That's just for us. That's just for them. So here I am. Here we are. 2020 starting things off. It's interesting because 2020 feels like like a reboot. <laughs> feels like the reboot of my life because I'm not going to say everything's better and everything's amazing. I'm st- I still have a lot of shit I need to figure out. I need to figure out a money situation, which I'll get into in a sec. I got to figure out money. I got to figure out what exactly I'm going to be doing. You know what's funny? In saying that out loud, I just realized I th- think I have that. And that's kind of the point of me wanting to make this the focus of this episode, this reboot episode of the podcast and this reboot year of my life. <laughs> I have it all. I have stuff kind of figured out. I'm... I'll tell you guys, and if it doesn't work out and I can look back on this when I'm 
really depressed that shit didn't work out again, I can, you know, laugh at my dumb self and we can all, you know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? I'll do a live, a live stream of me in my depressed state reacting to this podcast, telling myself, look at this optimistic cunt. Nothing works out. Don't you understand? The universe means nothing. (laughs) I became a nihilist over the summer in a big, bad way, actually. And so I fully expect that to come back at some point. I hope it doesn't. I didn't like that version of myself. I have things figured out. I finally have it through my head that I'm actually going to start saving money because I have something to save for. I have a friend who I went to high school with who's been trying to make something. You know, a lot of my friends are in this... I hate using this word to describe people because it just sounds so pretentious, but he's kind of in this creative space too. He's in this creative headspace where he's like, I want to make shit. I want to get shit made. And we've been talking for a while. And then one night, it's actually kind of a funny story. One night I was high and I watched the uh, music video for white walls. And, uh, I remembered this. I remembered a memory when I first started this thing called Pie Slice Productions back in high school, I thought Pie Slice was going to be the big thing. That was going to be my thing. And it still might be. I don't know. But I was convinced by a year out of high school, I was going to I was gonna get it. I was going to be the next. I was going to be right up there with um, fucking Felicia Day and Kevin Smith and all them. Kevin Smith. Can you tell that I'm a Kevin Smith fan? I bought this jersey. Actually, I didn't buy it. It was a gift. But I asked for this because I really fucked the colors and the style. And because my boy Kev, Kevin Smith, be on my podcast. I would love to talk to him. (laughs) This is just going to turn into me begging people to be on the podcast, isn't it? (coughs) I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Gonna be? I'm kidding. I'm going to start saving money because I had this idea and I hit Jimmy with it. I was like, hey, you want to move to L.A. and try and make something? (laughs) Because I had this image in my head of, in high school, of being with my friends, John and Tim, because we were like the founders of Pie Slice, right? I had this image of us moving to L.A. and having all these trials and tribulations of young adulthood while we were out there trying to make Pie Slice a thing, trying to make our shows, because I had a bunch of shows planned, and we were going to be the next... We were going to be the next Smosh. We were going to be the next um, Rooster Teeth. I was going to say Red and Blue, but that's just the series. We were going to be them. We were going to we were going to be them. We weren't going to be us. We were going to be them. And I think that is where I kind of fucked up because I spent so much try- time trying to be someone else. I was trying to be Kevin Smith. I was trying to be a Rooster Teeth. I was trying to be this. I was trying to be all these people. And I never thought about what I could offer. Sure, I had my creativity and my writing and stuff, but I never thought about what I could offer. Jimmy went for the idea. Jimmy went for my dumb idea of moving somewhere and trying to make something. Thing is, he's got connections and he's got balls, so he can definitely talk to people and get us in somewhere. 
but we're not. We're gonna try our own thing. Not like we can. We have jobs at Warner Brothers, but you know he he knows some people, and you know if we make something, he can get us some investors, and we can make something. And so the plan right now is to move to Florida and start a studio and try and make one of my scripts because he he always tells me he's like you're the creative side I'm the business side and I like that that's the side I've always wanted to be I'm the right side of the brain he's the left side and I really like that so now I have something to save money for it's not this vague idea of I'm going to save up money to make a show it's I'm going to save up money to move out and move to Florida and make a studio with my good friend Jimmy and we're going to try and make something and now I can actually finally say the advice that I've been telling myself do it because if it fails at least you tried I told myself that all when I was trying to make this show and I was too early I was too early it's hilarious because I, I was too early but I'm also a late bloomer it's weird, but it's true. And on top of that, my f- my good, good friends, Carly and Miranda recently, well, Carly pitched me this idea and then told Miranda later, but she pitched me this idea of moving out with them. And, you know, she broke down the costs and I realized I can do this. I can pay that. I can afford that with my job and my hours. And it's all kind of coming together. Like that Kronk meme. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. That's terrible. But I have a plan, a realistic plan that doesn't mean giving up the dream. I'm going to move out, move in with my friends, Carly and Miranda. I'm going to move to Florida at the end of this year and we're going to start a studio and we're going to try and make something (laughs) this is so gay so for the first time in my life I feel genuinely hopeful because moving out is a big first step because I've lived in this town my hometown for so long to give you an idea i live in a a town close to a town called prather and it's about 45 minutes to an hour away from fresno which is the the actual city i mean fresno sucks too but that's a different discussion but it's it's a step i'm out of my dad's house i'm out of prather i have some form of independence and it's like i'm finally blooming So that's that first big chunk. I'm stoked. I'm actually excited for the future. Finally, I'm I'm so excited and I just I can't wait to start. And it's really cool and I'm I'm stoked. And the funny thing is, I'm such a late bloomer because this is all shit that people have figured out when they're 22, you know? I should have been figuring this out when I was like 22. 
fuck, maybe even 21, I don't know. But me being me, I get stuck in my own head about things and it, you know, I get caught up and I can't face myself, or at least I couldn't, but I, I feel like I'm growing up and that's that's really cool and I'm excited. Someone very close to me, someone very important to me, once said, it doesn't matter if you're a late bloomer, just as long as you bloom. And that's really cool. And that's, that's, I like to think that's what I'm doing. Anyway, what are your plans for 2020 until the move? Well, glad you asked, Anthony. So, plan right now, get on somewhat of a regular podcast scheduling schedule, right? Maybe do a weekly thing. I don't fucking know. I can't commit to that. I'll try. You know, I've said that at the end of every podcast, but, you know, I'll really try this time. Also, incidentally, I do a second podcast with my friend Josh, who I mentioned earlier. It's called The Unbravable Podcast. I'll put links in the description, and I'll put the uh, album art here-ish in the video. You know, there. We've been doing it for a little bit. We've been doing it since 2018. We took a year off, and... uh, (laughs) Took a bit of a hiatus, and um, but we're getting back into it, and we're trying to get back in the rhythm of that, and I think that if I can do this move with Carly and Miranda, if I move out with them, and I can, I, I can be close to everyone and everything, I can get on a regular schedule, I can really start to do stuff, and that's exciting, and I'm really excited, and uh, that's, uh, that's a really new feeling, like a tangible excitement. Like, not, ooh, I'm so excited to make this show and be famous. I'm excited for something realistic. (coughs) And that's cool. So, when's the next podcast? I don't know. Fuck it. Let's say it's going to be next week. Next week, expect another podcast. That's my commitment. Semi-regular podcast. And uh, I'm thinking next year, next next uh, week, we're gonna go through my uh, we're gonna go through my New Year's resolutions for 2019. Yes, 2019. I wrote them all out on Facebook, which I still use for some reason. I don't know. I'm just a boomer. I'm 24. I'm so fucking old. No. Uh, I'm really excited. We'll go through that, and it'll be fun, and we can talk about what a dumb bitch I I was <laughs> back when I thought I had everything figured out. And, you know, I can say the same thing about this. That'll be interesting. Look back on this in a year. (laughs) Anyway. I think that's going to do it for this very real sit-down pod. I feel like, like, you know, you're talking to your dad. You know, I'm your dad. I'm all like, hey, son, let me me break it down for you. Does that make sense? I don't know. (laughs) I can't stop coughing. And my voice keeps cracking. I smoked one cigarette like two days ago because I saw my friends. He's like, hey, you want to smoke? I'm like, you know what? I'll take a ciggy. Now I can't stop fucking coughing. Don't smoke, guys. Let's wrap this up. I'm rambling. This whole fucking podcast has been rambling. Should I post this? I'm going to post it. Content. So, guys, for the Say It Again podcast, the roaring return of the <laughs> Say It Again podcast. My name's Anthony Kane, and I hope you'll join me next week. I hope you'll join us next week when we 
Say it again. I